It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. He's back! Well, uh, at least on a G League floor and for 15 minutes, but 15 really, really good minutes as your line no manager prepare for the second half of their season. Jonathan Isaac is back on a professional basketball floor. We'll talk about his G League debut, plus what the Magic's goals are for the second half of the season. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 12, 2023. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Jonathan Isaac makes his triumphant return to professional basketball playing for the Lakeland Magic on Wednesday in a Lakeland Magic win. Uh, But Jonathan Isaac looked very, 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 very good. Or at least better than you could expect for a guy who hasn't played uh, professional basketball in two and a half seasons. We will chat about Jonathan Isaac's game, what he did, how he looked, and what it all means. Plus... Get into some of the goals for the Orlando Magic here in the second half of the season as we continue to look, uh, as we start to look ahead to the final 41, 40, 40 games of the season now. I guess I guess we're 40 games of the season now. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your team, uh, of your day, every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day, every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This is the day we've all been waiting for. Uh, the day that I, I know everyone in Orlando Magic Media has been having to field the question from other media members, from basketball people, from friends, from family, from people in Orlando. When is Jonathan Isaac going to return? When is he going to be back on a basketball court? And it's been a long 
a long two and a half years to get to this point, to get to this moment that we saw Wednesday night. Jonathan Isaac back on a basketball floor. Honestly, it didn't matter what else he did. Pure, pure Dayenu here. It does not matter what else he did. As long as he was on that floor, as long as he was running up and down the court, as long as he was playing, there's time for him to get his skills back. There's time for him to get his rhythm back. There's time for him to get his legs back. None of that mattered. All that mattered was he was on the floor playing basketball once again. And he will have opportunity to grow from here. He will have opportunity to get better. He will have opportunity to get to, to, to get himself back into playing shape or into game shape. He will have all that time looking ahead. Wednesday's first game, Wednesday's first outing was simply about being out on the floor. So just by virtue of him stepping onto the floor, it was a win. Nothing else mattered. Nothing else he did was, not that it wasn't important, because obviously he wants to play well. We all want him to play well. Uh, but but uh, none of it mattered except that he played. So Wednesday was a victory in and of itself. The fact that Jonathan Isaac played extremely well is, quite frankly, just amazing. I, I, I like. I was working very, very hard to temper expectations, to tell people like, "Look, he has. You know, it's not that he forgot how to play basketball because he hasn't played in two and a half years, but to be on a professional court, to play at a high level, after missing so much time, that would have been unexpected. Perhaps that's a this credit to Isaac's overall talent and and his ability." Um, because he can play at that high level. He can do all those things um, instinctually because he is a super talented basketball player. And it all showed in that first game. The stat line should tell you how impressive it was, but it doesn't capture how impressive he was. 15 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 15 minutes. It, It was truly incredible to see him back on the floor and to see him play so well. Now, granted, they don't play defense in the G League. Like, uh, like no offense in the G League. It is not known for its defense. There's a lot of up-and-down play, a ton of possessions. He was going to get his opportunity to score. And, and the Lakeland Magic and his teammates on the Lakeland Magic were doing everything they could to make sure Jonathan Isaac had the ball in his hands. They wanted him to go out there and score and score a ton. Which is perfectly all right. That's fine. Uh, no, no complaints about that. Isaac too was playing aggressively. The first time he got the ball, he drove the ball right into his defender, picked up a foul. But honestly, as impressive as the scoring output was, what was impressive to me about Jonathan Isaac's game was the way that he played. The fact that he was moving so quickly, moving so instinctually. Seeking out contact. Honestly, grabbing guys and bumping them into him at times. Pushing them away at times. He was not afraid of anything. And was playing completely free. On his first field goal of the game, the first time that he scored on the field, at least not at the free throw line, he was he caught a lob that was late. 
brought it down, pivoted, pump faked, took a foul, took contact, and made a ba- and, and made a basket. Like this is the kind of play that Jonathan Isaac had. This was the kind of play he was making. His first defensive possession, he got a deflection and closed out for a 24-second shot clock violation. This is the Jonathan Isaac we remember. He was he had to play a lot of center in this game because of Lakeland's uh, dearth of, of, of big men. But when he was in the game, the opponents stopped driving. They didn't want to challenge him. And he was able to switch and get out on guys and move really, really quickly and close gaps really, really quickly. It, it, it Honestly, it didn't look like he missed much of a beat. Now, he may have looked like the rookie version of himself, but it, it probably wasn't. Like it was, it was better than he was when he was a rookie. Um, he didn't miss a beat. He played only 15 minutes of the game. First half, scored 13 points. Second half, he, he looked tired. Um, definitely looked a little gassed and winded. He couldn't get any of his shots to fall from outside the paint. Um, he ended up missing a bunch of three. He missed a couple three-pointers. Uh, he missed a dunk in transition where you could just kind of tell that, that his timing was just a hair off. And by the end of his final stint in the fourth quarter, he wasn't as active getting out to shooters, getting out to play, play defense as much. You could tell that the wheels were churning, but they were, they were running low on fuel. But again, what mattered in this game is that he played. What mattered in this game is that he was out there making things happen. You know, doing basketball and not having to think about his injury. Honestly, if you would if you would if he went out there and said, "Oh, that's Jonathan Isaac, he's playing basketball and didn't know that he'd been out two and a half years." There's no way you would have known other than that he got tired a lot faster than everybody else. And that's how it's going to be. Uh, my, my assessment, honestly, Jonathan Isaac does not need to be in the G League. Um, I don't know if he's ready for the NBA. I don't know if he's ready for that level of play. But he is certainly better than the G League right now. And, and it's the perfect setting for him to get his legs back under him and to get these, uh, get these kind of test games in. It's not clear yet if he's going to play in Lakeland's next game. They play Friday, Saturday, and Monday in Lakeland. Um, it's not clear if Isaac's going to play in any of those games. Um, it would not surprise me if he gets a second game in Lakeland before the Magic return home, practices with the team Wednesday, Thursday, and then we will see about Friday night, January 20th, against the New Orleans Pelicans. We will see. But for now, Jonathan Isaac is on the floor. Jonathan Isaac has played a basketball game. Jonathan Isaac has looked good in said basketball game. The dude did not forget how to play basketball. He still plays basketball very, very well. And now it's just, okay, when does he have the conditioning? When does he have the opportunity to get back on the floor with the Orlando Magic? This huge hurdle has been cleared. This huge moment has happened. Now it's time for the next one. As, as Jonathan Isaac said back back when he started practicing with Lakeland in early December, the goal now is to push himself further than he's been pushed before. And that might mean playing a longer stretch instead of a three, four minute burst. Um, that might mean playing 24 minutes instead of 15. That might mean getting ready to play in the NBA once again. But Jonathan Isaac is indeed back. And it is so, so, so exciting to see. 
We're going to chat a little bit about what this return might mean for the Orlando Magic moving forward and, and the Magic's goals for the rest of the season, the second half of the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. You know, look, we all love these daily fantasy games. We all think we know how to build the perfect team. And, and, you know, a lot of these daily fantasy games with the salaries, you're going into these massive player pools. I play daily fantasy game. And honestly, I, I think the best I finished was a couple, uh, like maybe a hundred spots out of the money, out of winning the money. It was a very small prize pool in, in, in one of the games that I play. When I was doing some of the other daily fantasies, I, I'd be happy just to get my money back. And that's why prize picks is so different. Prize picks, it's not you against a million bajillion people with very little chance of getting your money back. It's you versus the numbers. The way prize picks works is prize picks offers a projection. Let's say for Friday's game against Utah Jazz, the projection is Paolo Bancaro, 18.5 points. If you think Paolo Bancaro will score more than 18.5 points, you simply say that he's going to score more than 18.5 points. It's really, really that easy. And you put together a group of two to six players. They can be across multiple sports with the NFL playoffs this weekend. You can definitely put together a, a, a basketball and NFL grouping together. And if honest, in a group of six, if you get four right, you not only get your money back, you get a little bit extra. If you get five back, you double your money. And if you get six, you have the chance to win big prizes. And of course, you can do, uh, you can do any types of groupings and any types of playings. It's really, really easy to find success and to have fun on Price picks. Price picks offers projections on any sport you watch, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in more than 30 states, including right here in Florida as well as Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We're still getting ready and looking ahead to the third quarter of the season. We'll look back a little bit on, on the first half of the season uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. I, I will probably be ready to name my second quarter MVP um, and, and talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I apologize. I'm not uh, super ready for that quite yet. Um, but for today, now that we have Jonathan Isaac in tow, um, 
The question that I've started to get is where does Isaac fit into this team? Um, you know, there, there are plenty of people who will acknowledge, and, and I think it is a fair question to ask. You know, Jonathan Isaac is no longer the future of this team. Is no longer kind of a core future piece of this team. Um, despite the salaries making, despite the investment the Magic have made in him, despite the patience the Magic have shown, um, he is not Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Essentially, the Magic's two cornerstone players for, um, that we are pushing to be in the All-Star, the Tower Beam Coalition with our friends uh, on uh, at Royal Payne as well as Locked On Kings. Vote Kings players. I am trying to get Kings, Kings fans to vote for Magic, Magic players in the All-Star game. Uh, Friday is a triple vote day. Um, just, just, just remember there. But Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner look like the future stars of the team. As excited as Franz has said he is to play with Jonathan Isaac, and they will get their time together. And would not surprise me if all three share the court together at Saint, at one point two, um, whether it's Isaac at the five or Isaac at the or Franz at the two. Um, it's you know look, it's still a lot of work. There's still a lot to be done. There's still a lot to say. Um, about this team and, and and a lot to say about uh, about where Isaac fits into this group. Uh, I would tell people first, I, I've been telling people all year, like, look, uh, look, getting Isaac back is going to be great. It's going to help this defense. It's going to help this team a ton more. Ton. More talent is never bad. Um, but you have to view Isaac as a bonus. And especially this season, the goal is simply to get Isaac on the floor. Like, like I said about this game on, on Wednesday in Lakeland, it didn't matter how many points Jonathan Isaac scored. All that mattered is he played. He got on the floor. He played. That's for the, these final 40 games. You know, whenever Isaac rejoins the team, the goal for him is simply to play, to get to the end of the season, to feel better, and, and to be able to spend this offseason improving his, his, his skills as a player uh, instead of worrying about having to rehab and get back from an injury. That's, that's going to be the key for this team, for this player moving forward. Um, and so, again, it's it, I, I, I get these big, big picture questions. I acknowledge them. But that's not really the concern with Jonathan Isaac. Isaac is probably the one player that's exempted from what this team needs to see the rest of the way. Because the rest of this season is about player evaluation. Let's not kid ourselves. As much as we love this group, as much as this group loves each other, the realities of the basketball business are about to hit this Magic team pretty hard. And that's not to say that something's about to happen at the trade deadline. Something very well may happen at the trade trade deadline. Would not surprise me if the Magic do make some cosmetic moves, whether that's moving off of Terrence Ross at long last. I, I don't think the Magic are going to get exactly what they want for him. Um, and, and freeing up a roster spot, which they may or may not use on Kevon Harris or someone or some other ten-day contract player to take a look at look at look at a player. Um, it could mean a Gary Harris trade or a Mo Bamba trade. It could mean a number of things. Anything can happen. But I'm not expecting some major trade in the offseason. I am expecting this team to be a little bit more proactive this off or this offseason rather than at the trade deadline. Um, the reality is, this season is going exactly how the Magic wanted to go. This season, the Magic are showing signs of who they can be. We can clearly see what this team wants to be, wants to become, and who they can be. But more importantly, too, we're beginning to understand and learn its weaknesses. We know about the three-point shooting. That's, that goes without saying. But there's depth issues. There's a lot of youth. There's a lot of players that are inconsistent. 
And the Magic are beginning to figure out, okay, these are the players we need to surround our stars with to get the most out of. That may honestly lead to some difficult choices and and may lead the Magic to explore some opportunities that we're not quite thinking about quite yet. So the rest of this season is about that evaluation. Now, again, like I said, I don't think the Magic are going to disrupt a lot of that evaluation. I don't think they have conclusions made. And I don't think that they're in a position or, or the league views the Magic in a position to go out and make some of the aggressive moves that, that, that some people might want to see at the deadline. I, I don't think this is going to be a particularly active deadline for the Magic. You know, Maybe they look for an opportunity to grab another Bowl Bowl type player like they did last year. Um, but I... I don't see the Magic doing a ton to like dramatically shape, shape this roster. Like I've said a million times, we'll get to this in the next segment, but this season's not about this season. It's not about making the play-in tournament. It's not about making the postseason quite yet. It's about evaluating and figuring out what this team has and who this team is. That's at the very heart of what's left to figure out this season. So Cole Anthony is a perfect example of this. I, mean, I was on another podcast earlier earlier today. Um, talking a little bit about Cole Anthony and, and and what I see in him, and honestly, uh, you know, this might be something worth exploring in, in greater detail. But this second half of the season is big for Cole Anthony, because because the secret to the Magic taking that next step, taking that that's you know making up these two these three games they have between them and the play-in tournament is on Cole Anthony and his ability to lead the bench group. Cole Anthony has never come off the bench in his life, and it's clearly a role that he's still getting used to, and, and, and I think the Magic are right to give him the time, give him some of the space to figure out what that role means for him. He's been very inconsistent with it so far, but when he plays really well, like he did against the San Antonio Spurs, we see how dominant this Magic team can be. When he struggled with it, we've seen how much this Magic team can struggle, and, and, and their starting group is good, but not consistent enough quite yet. Now, we, uh, on top of that, we haven't seen this team at full at full health yet. Theoretically, that second unit with Cole Anthony will have Bull Bull in the lineup as another offensive option. It will have Jonathan Isaac as a defensive terror. So you, you, you could theoretically have a lineup of Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Bull Bull, Jonathan Isaac, uh, and Bo Wagner. You could mix some stuff up. You could put Franz Wagner in there, have Isaac run more with the starters a little bit in, his, in whatever his minute restriction is going to be. You could bring Wendell Carter into that group and, and allow Jonathan Isaac to play some of the defense alongside Mo Wagner that Mo Wagner may struggle with. We don't know what this final rotation is going to be like. But we do know that Cole Anthony is going to be a key part of that second unit. And the Magic are winning and losing games right now in that second unit, in those early second quarters, in those late third quarters, early fourth quarters, when the Magic are letting their starters get a break and before they come back in to end the game. As Orlando Magic's pumping out, as OrlandoMagic.com is pumping out right now, the Magic are actually a pretty good fourth quarter team. Um, overall, they're like 23rd in the league in, in net rating in the fourth quarter. It, over the last 16 games since since the, the losing streak ended, the Magic, I believe, are like 8th in the league in fourth quarter net rating. Um, whatever clutch problems they were having earlier in the year, they have figured some of them out. Um, and so now it's just about getting getting to that moment or, or not getting to those clutch moments, getting not getting to playing so many close games, building leads and extending them with your bench. And again, that's going to fall on Cole Anthony a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure to put on, on one player and I don't mean to do it completely on him, but his play really matters. And when he is moving the ball, when he's taking good shots, he's a really, really effective player. Was he attacking the basket, getting the foul line? 
you know, hitting those push shots that he's really good at. He can be a really, really effective player when he adds that to, to his other parts of his game. When he's settling for pull-up jumpers, he can be really, really rough. And, and, and he can turn the ball over a little bit. Um, he can be really, really rough. So this is a... Uh, Cole Anthony isn't the only one that's going to answer questions like this. Every player on this roster, even Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, are still answering questions about what their possible roles on this team could be. And, and, and I, you know, Isaac's a little bit exempt from that because his goal is simply just to play, but the Magic are going to be looking to see where he fits in this puzzle too. And that's still what this season's about. As promising, as exciting as these last 20 or so games have been, 16 games really have been, this team is still figuring out what its roles are and, and more importantly, figuring out how, what, the picture on this, what the picture on this box looks like. Now, it's never been clearer. And that's the part that's really, really exciting. And that's the part that's going to drive the other half of the second half of the season is that the Magic really do have something to play for. And that's going to change a lot of the expectations around this team. We're going to talk a little bit about those expectations coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to basketball and more. They've got it all covered at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to check to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I, I want to close today's show with talking about like our second half expectations by just saying the P word. Um, let's say it openly. Let's say it loudly. Let's say it proudly. This Magic team should be pushing for the postseason. We are playing meaningful games here in mid-January. We are looking at the standings every day. Washington beating Chicago today makes puts puts the magic three games back of the final play in spot. The players know this too. They are talking very openly about making a playoff push and doing what they need to do to make a playoff push. And like I've said at the beginning of the season a little bit, this year is indeed about learning how to win. This year is indeed about 
getting better, winning more, getting more winning experience, and feeling a little bit of that playoff pressure. We are not judging this team based on the result. If this team fails to make the postseason, that does not make this season a failure. You know, sitting here at, what, 16 and 25, 16 and 26? Um, at, at 16 and 26, I, I can do math, that's 42. Um, sitting at 16 and 26, that is far ahead of the pace from last season. That is on track to win about 31 games. That puts the team, that, that, that gives the team a pretty sizable improvement to build on. Um, and shows hints of what they can be. But again, record, the win-loss column, that's not how we're judging the season. We're judging the season on the growth that this team makes, on whether we can find what this thing is going to look like when we're ready to win. And winning is a byproduct of that success. Like, the, like I'm not saying wins aren't important. But now that we are in a postseason chase, now that we can see, like, oh, okay, like, This team is capable. This team is good enough to win games on a nightly basis. You know, they are, you know, they're 16 and they're they're what, 16 and 11 over the last 27 games, I think. No, that's not right. They've only got 16 wins. They're sorry, I'm I'm blanking on my my math here. They're 11 and 6 over their last 17 games. Um, they are winning at a fairly nice clip. Um, you know, again, we'll see how sustainable that is. We'll see if they can keep it. Um, you know, we'll see if this season we just go back and say, like, look, they were injured the first quarter of the season, and that's why they didn't make the play in tournament. That would be a successful season for this group, for this for this young team, because we want to be playing meaningful games in March and April. We want to be playing games that have pressure, where the team has to win, where the team's level of execution and focus has to be high. You know, we we sat here disappointed with Monday's effort against the Sacramento Kings, not because they lost to a a good Kings team. Losing that game isn't why we were disappointed. We were disappointed because the Magic didn't play to their standard. They didn't play the way they played against Golden State. The The way that we know they can play, they played so poorly. They played unlike themselves, and they got embarrassed for it. They came back against Portland with the right response, with the right energy on a tough back-to-back with a lot of things working against them. They won. And again, there wasn't perfect. It was was shaky at times. There's a lot to improve on. There's a lot to get better at. But they won. And ultimately, that's what matters. Did you win the game? It's It's the easy stuff. And so... We sit here then, we sit here then, looking at this team, looking at what they're able to accomplish and what they're able to do, and we need to hold them still to that playoff standard, to a play to, to a postseason standard. Now, they don't they can fall short, and, and there's a lot to learn in the failure of it. But they should I mean, if, if we're if we're not gonna hold them to the high standard, they should hold themselves to that standard. They should believe they are a postseason team, that they are going to be in that group, that they're going to get to play that pressure single elimination game with a chance to advance, with a chance to learn and grow. They need to hold themselves to that standard. That needs to be the internal expectation. They won't say it publicly because they don't want us putting that pressure on them. And again, like I said, I don't think we should. 
But they should. They should be all about making this run. And do see if they can make that rally. See if they can get, get there. Because the one thing that we know probably now at the midpoint of the season is this team has the talent to do it. And you shouldn't ever hold talent short. If they have the talent to do something, expect to do it. You know, shoot shoot for the moon, you might land in the stars. That's kind of the, kind of the philosophy here. And this team is more than capable of achieving some very, very real successes beyond just improving and getting better. And that's what this second half of the season is really about. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis, that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game Locked On NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Foster. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.